Um, I just want to give a real plug for the um, uh, the marriage day. Um, where are they? Here they go. Um, yeah, me and Liz were one of the seven couples in September, and just want to encourage anybody. Uh, we had such a good day in our busy lives with the challenges and pressures that come. Anybody involved in parenthood, please, I hope it is everybody, not just me, um, to actually set aside a day to prioritize each other, to put yourselves in a position where you're going to have time to really think and pray and consider and listen, um, I would just say really ought to be almost like compulsory for all marriages, I would say. Obviously, we can't make it that and we won't. <laughs> But please, don't just let that one just pass you by. On your way out, I know numbers are limited as well. There's a certain amount of people we can get in here. So please, on your way out, make sure, speak to these two and get your name down. You'll never regret putting that day on one side. Is that okay to give that a plug? Great. Is that a strong enough plug or do you want me to keep going? Are you good enough? Happy. I know what we'll to do all day. We're all right. Okay. Great. Managers are important, really is. And all the other stuff you're doing around parenting, fantastic. You're a real blessing uh, to our church. So, pursuit of holiness in our finances. Um, as we've seen already in this uh, fantastic series of great talks, um, I don't know about you, but for me, it's proved a few things. It's proved both challenging, um, it's also been inspiring, but I've also found it very insightful. And obviously, with me bringing our three times a year uh, opportunity to join in our finances here at church, I've been looking at this through the lens of holiness in our finances. Um, and yeah, often is the case when I'm doing and preparing, I follow several trains of thought, seeking God, and in this particular one, I was saying, so what's different about pursuing holiness in our finances? What is the difference? And yes, I did find some nuances and some differences, which we will look at, but I concluded that pursuing holiness in our finances brings us face-to-face with the same challenges, the same joy, the same blessings that pursuing holiness in all other areas of our lives brings. It's not different. It's the same, the same challenges. But I do believe that as we look at pursuing holiness in our finances, it does come at us a little bit starker in some ways than in other areas of our life as we pursue holiness. And it's that that I want to look at today. So let's remind ourselves of some of the wonderful um, foundations, the basics of pursuing holiness that we have looked at already. First of all, holiness is an unearned gift. We okay? We're going. Here we go. So holiness is an unearned gift. Jesus, by his grace, gifts us his holiness. This gift is unearned, and if we allow this gift into our home and into our lives, as described last week wonderfully by Josie, um, it will and does mark us out as different. It sets us apart. It's for us then to take the holiness that Jesus allows us to partake of. And in effect, that holiness touches the world and the people around us with the holiness that he has given. And as we pursue this holiness, there is no doubt that we will fall short of the unattainable holiness of Jesus. Can I have an amen? So you can all relax, okay? But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pursue it, amen? We should be pursuing this thing. We should be seeking after it. It should be something on our hearts. It should be something that's important to us. We all need to reflect his holiness. It's an outward expression of an inward change of heart 
and soul and spirit and mind. And it is in our behavior, in what we do, that we show the world his holiness. Different behavior. Doing things in a way that pleases God. Doing the right things, having the right heart through his spirit that we have allowed into us. It's always the case that we show our holiness. And it is 100% his best for you. Amen? His holiness is always 100%, not 99, 100%. It is, it is his best for you. It is his best for you. And those around us and in our lives will be blessed through the holiness that is the best for us and for others. In effect, we are all working towards his holiness through what we do. And I would really recommend, as I have done, to, to find some time to listen to the, uh, the previous talks. And if you miss one of the up-and-coming talks, please listen to these talks on pursuing holiness. There is something about them that really can grab you and can make a difference. And I personally want to testify that I already feel this year... I really feel and know and have seen and have some evidence that by pursuing holiness personally, by marking out time for him to think and to pray and to consider and bring myself to him seeking and pressing into his holiness, I have noticed a difference in my world and in my life. Hallelujah. I've noticed a deeper peace. I've noticed a deeper understanding. I've noticed a sense more of him in my daily working and my daily life. In my family, in my marriage, I have noticed a difference as I have done my best to pursue holiness. Amen. And I've been going 25 years. So I know it's been a long journey. Hallelujah. And it'll be another 25 years, God willing. But it is, I have seen the difference. There are great things that come from this. So from my own observations of pursuing holiness in my finances for the last, yeah, as I say, 25 years, um, and certainly the last 23 years, me and Lizzie have worked this together. Um, it has really dealt head-on with many issues and areas of our life that we all face. But I would say, and I would testify, that the breakthroughs we've seen as we have pursued holiness in our finances, the things that we've learned as we've pursued this, the understanding of what it is to pursue holiness in our finances, I just want to testify that it has washed out into other areas of our lives. Amen? Not just our finances, but in who we are and how we are and how we think. Our strength to stand on things we believe for. Our willingness to pay a price for the kingdom of God. Our heart to seek after him. It has spilled out into our other areas of our life. I think one of the main differences in holiness in our finances is that in some ways it can be quite stark. It is relatively, relatively easy to kind of see how you are doing with your pursuit of holiness in your finances because you can actually look at your finances. You can look at your bank account. You can see how much your generous spirit of holiness that you are pursuing is actually outworking in your life. It's a very practical and easy, if somewhat challenging thing for all of us to see. Like all acts of holiness, it takes practical decisions. You can't think yourself holy in your finances. Amen? You can pray that you become more holy in your finances, 
You can reflect and read the Bible and consider, but at the end of the day, for you to have and pursue holiness in your finances, it has to be something that you do. Okay? I've checked. It won't do it itself. <laughs> Amen? You've got to do it. You've got to actually physically do it as you have with all acts of pursuing holiness. It's a decision. It won't happen on its, on its own. It is your money. They are your finances. It is your decision, not someone else's. Amen? The same with holiness. Yeah, just turn it off. Look at that. Just Yeah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that's all right. I don't have to turn it. Yeah, great. Okay, it's great. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I can't talk right now. It's great. Take your phones off. <laughs> Take practical decisions. Helen, next time, turn your phone off. That's really bad. <laughs> and you also don't know how to turn it off. That's even more worrying, Helen. But Okay, the grace is for the person who leads as well as a piece of work. Thank you. So it takes a practical decision. It has some challenges attached. Some people say to me, well, this finance thing is challenging. Uh, yeah. Okay. Finances are challenging. It is a challenge. It is difficult. You will find it quite hard. Okay, so you don't need to worry about that. It just is, okay? It is difficult. So are all areas of pursuing holiness. There's always something in the way. There's always something that makes it difficult. There are challenges. It goes against self, um, yeah, which is in all areas of pursuing holiness. Yet, although it seems to go against self, yet ironically, I believe it is the best thing for you to, for you to do. But in essence, it does seem to go against self. Because you're giving something up that's yours that you could keep and spend on something for yourself. That does go against self. But actually, it is not against self. It is the best thing that you could do. And the promises that follow on from being generous and from being pursuing holiness in your finances. I believe as we learn how to grow in our pursuit of holiness in our finances, the battles that are won, the lessons that are learned, and the blessings that we receive will spill out into other areas and other people in our lives. And I believe we really do show the world that we are set apart in this very practical pursuit of holiness in our finances. You can see that it touches so many parts of your life as you become generous in your finances. It is an hard issue. In some ways, it's something that's difficult to fudge. It is stark and it does reveal. But I want to give testimony that God's grace is sufficient for wherever you are, wherever you have been, and wherever you will be in terms of your pursuit of holiness in your finances. Amen. God's grace is sufficient for exactly where you are, exactly where you have been, and exactly where you're going to go on this one. God's grace is unearned. It's available. But it's something that should, by his power of his spirit, changes from the inside so that we reflect more of his holiness. I believe pursuing holiness in our finances goes against the culture. 
of self. It separates you from yourself. It's the antidote to get what you can, the me, me, me culture of today. It goes against what society would say. It releases us from what we can get from stuff. It changes us from a people about stuff we can get to a people about what we can give. From being consumed by our needs to a people who are concerned about the needs of others. Amen? This is the practical outworking of these things that you do with your finances. It's changing you. And I'm telling you, that is different to the world. Amen? That marks out. That marks you out. That marks us out. That marks the church out. And it marks out the community of Christian believers. You must give up things. You have to give up things. There is, it's just sheer maths. Every pound that you give, you could spend on yourself. Yeah. You've got to give some things up. And the discipline of giving things up, the discipline of having to manage your money, the discipline of saying no, the discipline of adding value to your money are all fruit of the pursuit of holiness. I believe it throws you on Jesus. It increases your faith. It often means that you are thrown on him. It draws you closer to his heart, the ultimate giver. I believe it's an act of worship. We're At the end of this morning, we're, we're going to corporately have an act of worship as we place our responses together. And it is an act of worship. It has some cost. You're doing it for him. And it gives him space in your life it allows him into your life by you allowing him into your finances and it shows what's important to you not what's important to others or the church this is what's important to you how you pursue holiness in your finances there is much blessing attached amen there is so much blessing attached. We ought to have a double service where I could do 45 minutes on the biblical blessings attached to pursuing holiness in your finances. It is completely overwhelming, the sense of the promises of God of those who give. Yeah. It's never meant to be about you or what you will gain. Hallelujah. It's not a slot machine. With a guaranteed payout. That's not what it is. It's an act of holiness. It's a decision of will. However, the promises for those who are generous in their lives and in their giving are amazing. Proverbs 11:24, My favorite verse around the simplicity of this, of being generous. In the message version, it says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy get smaller and smaller. And I want to tell you, those verses, however hard-hitting they may be, I am here to testify that they are true. They are absolutely true. They are so true. So many people's lives are bigger for their generosity. And occasionally, people with a spirit that they're unable to control around stinginess and me, I assuredly say these words are true. 
their lives are smaller. God's grace is sufficient, but their lives are smaller. I can see a few people smiling at me here. I hope you're smiling because of the first part of that, not the second part of that. Amen? Generous lives. I believe it opens a way to his faithfulness. It opens a way for him to show you that he can provide. If your finances are purely down to your own maths and everything you need and you've got it all worked out, where's the space for God to come and do a miracle in your finances? Where's the space for God to bless you? Where's the space for you to hold on to his faithful promises? Where's the space in your finances to allow God's faithfulness to come through? It gives him an opportunity to provide for you his provision. One of mine and Liz's greatest joys has been and continues to simply see God just provide things that you could never have provided yourself. It's amazing to watch. If you put yourself in a place where you need a miracle, then you're more likely to get one. Amen? You're more likely to get one. It puts your concerns for his kingdom first. It really does put your concerns for his kingdom as a priority above your own needs that's why it sets us apart. And I really do believe, and this is great news, that it is a, a whole of life pursuit. Okay? It's not a once done and dusted. It's not a one decision thing. It's a constant life journey, a constant journey of seeking how you can pursue his holiness. Engage with him on your finances. See if you can increase the generosity in your life. Live with less. Give more. Think of others rather than yourself. A whole life journey. One which you need to begin. And if you've already begun, you need to continue to pursue it. And I believe it does signify an inner holiness induced by change through his spirit. It's a concrete sign of a behavior that signifies an inner Holy Spirit change. If 27 years ago, you would have sat me down and said, give some money to someone else, I would have gone, why on earth would I want to do that? By the way, just so you know, I got saved 25 years ago, just get a bit worried. <laughs> okay, you've been saved 50 years, it took 23 years. Seriously, the concept of giving money to other people, what I'd earned, was just odd, to be honest. So why would I do it? By the way, I'd put a little bit in a, a container of somebody passed me by at Christmas, maybe, or I might yeah, give a little bit to someone who was on the street begging. But the concept of giving money regularly to someone else was just an alien concept to me. But I want to praise God for his Holy Spirit, because he got hold of me pretty quickly after I found him, yeah? I remember filling him a first standing order for £40. I remember it was nowhere near enough for what I should have been giving. But do you know what? I began the journey, and I'm still on it 25 years later, and the blessings are enormous. It's an outward sign of an inner change that God did in my life. He transformed me. I'm a new creation in Christ. I'm still on a journey, but it's a sign, an outward sign of an inner change. 25 years of challenges. I've wrestled with this. It's conflicting. It's demanding. But it's amazing. It is amazing. I've seen in my own life in seasons when really I perhaps shouldn't have given. Logic would have said don't give. Maths would have said don't give. Even people might have told me not to. Our needs were in our face, screaming at us. I remember one Sunday when, yeah, we were yeah, in a very difficult 
financial place. And the offering came and, and we made a decision to give. And at that time when we gave, we knew that we had the kids' birthday party coming up. We had the kids' birthday. We'd actually um, broken into the savings jar for the kids' birthday the previous week. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Onward, Christian soldiers. But we just felt it was the right thing to do. And we did it. And God's faithfulness was overwhelming. God provided for us. Amen. But it was hard and it was difficult. And it hurt. And I didn't understand it and it made me cry out. So why am I so passionate? For everyone here. For everybody. For all people. To get this pursuit of holiness in their finances. Because it provides for the church or provides for charities. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. That's not the reason. The reason why I'm so passionate about this is because everyone who gets this, who begins this journey, it is so good for them. It is so good for you. It is an amazing thing to grab hold of. It's a fantastic foundation of a life lived for him. And the blessings are enormous for us to get this. That's why, um, occasionally, by the way, I'm okay about it, but people say to me, Ooh, you seem to go on about it quite a bit. Oh, hallelujah. Thanks for the encouragement. <laughs> you never seem to hesitate when you get the opportunity to talk to people about finances and about giving and generosity. Do you know what? I won't miss any opportunity God ever gives me to inspire, challenge people around how they are with money because I know the blessings are so enormous and so great that I don't want anybody to miss out. And the other thing is, I'm not responsible for people's response to what I say. I'm just a messenger of the Word of God. But I have got a responsibility, and I will take it. I know that people who get this see the kingdom of God advance in their own life and in others, and they join in with that advancement. Because we all win. win. His kingdom wins. The world wins. Lives are infected. Affected. Infected. Affected. <laughs> Might be infected, actually. <laughs> and it's such... An expression of our Father's heart. Um, as a, a, I'm not comparing myself in any way with the Father heart of God. Everybody okay with that? I'm not comparing. But we are created in His image. Amen? So sometimes the things that we feel will be the things that He would feel as a Father. Okay? Slightly. And one of my great joys is when I see my kids um, beginning this journey of, of being generous in their finances. It just fills me with great joy. Well, if it fills me with great joy, can you imagine the joy it fills him with when he sees his children putting others first, being generous with the money? really is an amazing, an amazing thing to happen. I do understand that this is not an easy thing that um, people struggle. I understand that. But the good news is it's a journey that anyone can start. It's not a one-off decision. There's a clue in the title, pursuing. It's hard, it takes guts, it takes determination, and it takes sacrifice. Let's just have a look at some of the definitions of pursue. Um, very interesting. First one, to chase after someone or, someone or someone. Have I done someone twice? No, I haven't. Great, I have here. <laughs> Thank you, whoever changed that. A chance to chase after someone... Or something. To chase after. You have to work at it. It is a journey. You need to take the steps. The next step for you in this journey. To persistently seek someone or something. 
persistently seek. This is a persistent thing, which is why one of the great advantages of giving each month on a regular basis builds into your pursuit of holiness a persistency, a regularity to that. To continue to proceed along a chosen path or route, generosity, pursuing holiness in our finances, is a path that we need to choose to walk and continue to walk in. Now, for people who know my past, my challenges with dyslexia and English, you'll be very impressed with this. I decided to go and find out where the word came from after I'd learned to spell it three or four times. Now, I'm going to use, I'm not going to pronounce these words correctly, but it wasn't interesting. It actually comes from Latin, okay? Can anybody speak Latin? Or can anybody have a go at how to describe the first word? Proscui? Prosecchi. Okay, there we go. Told you my Latin was high. And then the Anglo-Norman French, yay, is pursuer, to pursue. The basis of that word uh, comes the sense of to prosecute. You know, to prosecute someone, to chase after someone, to press in and to seek something or someone with determination. This pursue has got a lot to it as a word, okay? That's what you've got to do. It's pursuing holiness in your finances, amen? It's not just having holiness in your finances. It's the pursuit of it that really makes the difference. And we are all called to pursue. Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2 in the message version. Yeah, I love this. So if you are serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act, <clears throat> act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed by the things right in front of you. Look up, be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. And 1 Timothy 6, 11 and 12 verses we have already looked at, but need to be reminded and revisited. It says, but you, Timothy, man of God, run for your life, Run for your life from all this. Pursue a righteous life, a life of wonder, faith, love, steadfast, courtesy. Run hard and fast in the faith. Seize the eternal life, the life you were called to, the life you so fervently embrace in the presence of so many witnesses. Hallelujah. Praise God that his word is clear and precise about what you should be doing as a son or daughter of him. Amen? There's no confusion here. It's really clear. God wants you to pursue a life of holiness. And our finances is a place where that can happen. Praise God. So, if you are new to the Light Church, again, um, to make sure you have context around today and around where we are as a church. If you're not new, always good to be reminded. First of all, uh, you will have noticed, unless this is your first Sunday, that we don't have a collection, a weekly, monthly collection, as it were, or offering. Whilst this is not chiseled in stone, we believe, as a church, over the last 10 years, that God has blessed the approach that we have. We believe, as a church community, that everybody in the community should give. We want it to be done cheerfully, not under compulsion, but coming from a heart that wants to give and wants to live through some decisions that are made and decided and followed through. God has blessed us 
with this approach. Just three times a year, as a leadership, we will assign one Sunday, which normally fits in with a series, where we will talk about finance and we will give everybody an opportunity to give. We do that three, just three times every year. As a church, as a leadership, as someone who sees it on a weekly basis, the faithfulness of people's giving in the Light Church is beyond astonishing. Amen? Beyond astonishing. The generosity that we see, the faithfulness of giving, it just leaves you stunned to see God's people generously and regularly giving into the work of the church. God's faithfulness in our finances are nothing short of stunning. If you take the big picture, uh, 10 straight years, 10 years of every deficit that we've had every year being met by God. 10 years. 10 years. 10 years of being able to do everything that we want to do to reach the poor in this city. 10 years. 10 years of resources to be able to provide for staff to do the community of the Light Church. 10 years of faithfulness. Every year deficit and every year God meets that. We've been able to grow our staff team. We've been able to invest more and more in our social action work and in the life and heart of the church. New pastoral care, extra kids workers, amazing over the last few years. And being able to cover the initial costs around the land that we have bought and our design and investigation into it. Um, more of an update at our AGM in March on that one. For me and Alan, uh, who oversees the finances, every time we sit down and look at the giving, it's just really humbling. It's just amazing. It's just fantastic. And also for me, as I'm sure you can imagine, who's been involved in sort of looking after the finances of the church for the last 10 years. Um, you know, we gave that 20 grand away before Christmas. I just couldn't, I was just like going, God, if you'd have told me 10 years ago when four of us sat around a small table in the living room and said, we're going to build a church that's going to have a generous heart, we're going to help the poor, and we're going to believe that God's going to provide. And we gave £20,000 away on one Sunday. And you sharing that, amen? That's an expression of the goodness of our generosity flowing out across the world into other people's lives and other ministries. It's like astonishing. And we as a light church can do all that. Our 2019 uh, budget is completed and completely up to date. And with obviously continued investment in the kids and youth, with our social action and uh, yeah, wonderful to see our three new staff that we hired last year, Lyndon, Beth, and Sarah in our youth team, our 2019 deficit uh, is the lowest it's ever been. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Okay? Something in the region of about £18,000. That's the deficit for the whole year where we sit here today. That is a miracle of God's provision. Amen? But it is a, a, a deficit um, that we want to do everything we can. Praise God. So, we're just going to take uh, five minutes now. Uh, and at the end of that five minutes, we're going to uh, all get a chance to respond. So, could you put the prayer points up for me? Okay. So, what we'd like you to do, um, we'd like you to get into, uh, if you're here as a couple, as a couple. Um, if you're with some friends, with some friends. But if you want to be on your own and pray for this on your own, that's fine. But we're going to have five minutes now where we are going to pray. All of us are going to pray for these things. Um, we'd like you to, um, yeah, roughly a minute on each of these uh, four things. First of all, we'd like you to praise God for his faithfulness and his provision. Amen? 
So start your prayer by saying thank you for what God's done. Amen? That this is provided for, that God continues to pour out his faithfulness. Secondly, for the generosity of the Light Church community, can we praise God for that? Can we ask him that he will provide for our budget for 2019, our needs? And also, could you ask how you can respond this morning? And finally, can we make sure that we finish with a sense of cheerful and generous givers? Amen? And I will come back. I'll go through how we're going to do this with the forms. And we're going to see what God can do as we pursue holiness. Let me pray for us all. Father, as we take this time now to pray to you, to thank you, to ask you. Father, not by might or power, just by your gentle, wonderful, encouraging spirit. Would you speak to everybody in this place? They would hear your encouragement, your smile over them as individually. That you let them know exactly where they are. You understand. And that our pursuit of holiness today uh, would take a step forward as we begin, for some of us, that journey of giving. For others who've given for years a continued pursuit of holiness in our finances. And we thank you for the goodness that will come from our response. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's pray.
Yeah, thank you, Father. Yeah, we give you praise, Lord. Remember this, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 10. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly, amen, or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies the seed to the sower and the bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Praise God for his yeah, wonderful word. Okay, so we'd like you all now to uh, respond. <clears throat> Around you, you'll find the blue uh, envelopes. Could I just ask you all to get one of those while I just talk us all through it? There should be one on your seat. If there isn't one just under your seat, there's people just literally look to the side. We can. If you just pop your hand up, we'll make sure everybody needs a form. Just If you just want to walk around and look out, anybody just, yeah. Okay, there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's one every two seats, so we're going to need quite a few where... Uh, where people are, so just keep passing them on, and they'll keep walking around us, one at the back there, there's plenty of people, okay, yeah, so we need one of these forms, so we'd like you now, if you could, and then we're going to collect them and pray over them, so um, step one, your gift, so there are really uh, three ways to, to give, um, by cash or check, a one-off donation that you can make, and we'd be grateful to receive that, you can see that, um, your gift, the date, your name, uh, and if you've already completed a gift aid application, a declaration form. Secondly, and for most people, um, and certainly for the church community, one of the best and most blessing ways for you to give is by giving on a regular basis. You can see the standing order details there. If you're new to the church and this is your first time to give by standing order, then please complete that. Um, if you're already an existing giver and you are going to increase your giving, um, all you need to do there is simply write across that increase buy and then just put the amount that you're going to change you'll need to change your standing order for that amount but please do write that there and do hand the form in okay we do want to pray over over any increases um and then step through your own details if you can please and then also the gift aid declaration again if you're new to the church or you feel you may not have filled that in please go the extra mile fill that in if you are a taxpayer um, we can claim uh, gift aid on all your donations on average about 25% extra to the church through gift aid. Everybody okay with this? And also we understand there will be people here today that for all sorts of circumstances, and we understand it's one of the joys of the Light Church, that you may not be able to complete a standing order to be able to give. Please don't feel that you are in any way left out of the opportunity to give into the church. Every week at the back, we have envelopes, we have a box. We would welcome anybody, whatever you can give each week, to be faithful in your own giving, to give into the church. No one should be excluded through situation, through poverty, through lack of income, through unemployment, through any problems. Everyone gets a chance, amen, to contribute and play your part. And some of the most amazing gifts that we see on a regular basis are people who give clearly giving. 
from very, very low income. It's a real blessing. So please don't feel left out of it. Everybody okay with that? Great. We're just going to give you five minutes now. If you can fill these forms in, then we're going to collect them and pray for them at the front. Thank you. Okay, great. So if you've filled your forms in, if you just want to come and put them in the bucket at the front, that would be great. And then we're going to pray over them.
Thank you, Jesus. Do you want to join me as we pray for him, Helen? Yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, any more? Uh, please, if you're still filling your forms and just put them in the bucket. Yeah, okay. First of all, um, it says that uh, we should <coughs> be cheerful givers. Amen? So I think we should just give a bit of a cheer for having the opportunity to give and increase our holiness in our finances. Amen? Let's just give God a clap. Thank you, Father, for the generosity, for the cheerful nature of giving to your kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. Great. Helen, would you want to just pray over the, these offering? Yeah, and I'll explain. Father God, thank you for your prompting to each of us this morning. Thank you for that rattle of forms going into this bucket that represents changes that you are helping each of us make as we pursue holiness in our finances. Thank you for how this money given is going to expand your kingdom right here in Bradford and beyond and expand your kingdom in our hearts and in, um, in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. That's great, thank you. So what will happen is, obviously, most of the people on standing order, if you could change your standing order, that would be great. There'll be a, a, an email coming out early next week with uh, email links so you can just click and let us know. If you want to consider this and make a decision over the next few days, again, there'll be a link there just to let us know. Alan will send all the letters out. And also, I just want to put our hands together to thank Alan for the amazing faithfulness he shows. <laughs> Don't know where he is. Thank you, Alan. Great. Praise God. Okay. We've had a fantastic morning this morning, praising God and uh, bringing our thanksgiving before him. Do stay around for a coffee. Maybe chat with someone you haven't met before. If there is anything that has been spoken of or prayed or that you've sung about this morning that um, has caused your heart to uh, respond, then please take the opportunity to be prayed for before you leave the building. And a reminder of the um, uh, lunch that we're having together for uh, pastoral care team and ministry team now. Let me pray. Father God, thank you for this time we've had together. As we go out into our weeks, may you walk with us. May you lead us and guide us as we pursue holiness in all aspects of our life. Lord, it comes with challenges and it comes with excitement and joy, Lord, when you break in in new ways. May we reflect your holiness to the places and the people who we spend our time with in this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh yeah, don't forget to collect your children.